This episode of We Want to Talk About It Now is brought to you by Squarespace.com. And guess what? Squarespace.com is now an official full-time advertiser for We Want to Talk About It Now. You're looking to make a cool website? You're looking to get people to know more about your brand? Squarespace has never made it more easy for users to create the best website to show off all the cool stuff they're doing. Check them out at squarespace.com. Because we don't care. We want to talk about it now. Welcome to another edition of We Want to Talk About It Now. Today, Escape from New York. The crappy music, the the crappy movie from the 1980s, I think it is, with Kurt Russell, for anyone who knows that. So I'm sure you're all very excited to hear about Alex's take on the movie Escape from New York. I brought on two people who know about this movie really, really well. We got Katie, my wife, who's on, and then Sheila, who lives in New York, so she knows how difficult it might be to actually escape from there. And I, you want to know what? No, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about Escape from New York. What I, what I actually want to talk about, the coronavirus in New York. Does that work for everybody? I know you guys were all really excited to talk about the Kurt Russell movie, Escape from New York, and its subsequent sequel, Escape from L.A., but let's talk about the coronavirus. That seems to be what everyone's talking about. That well, all that good. prep work I did is now for nothing. Yeah, I know. Like I had, I had Sheila watch both movies. I had her do a deep dive into Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn's relationship. Just a lot of, sorry, a lot of wasted time there i apologize and what sucks too is like you're not even a i am coming in very loud sound that's fine <laughs> like that's very very loud why the fuck is it that loud sorry everyone a lot of cursing to start off i apologize anyways it, if you i should have been recording before we started because there was a lot of curses going on then everything doesn't work so but now everything works and it should be solid it only took us five minutes of combined time Normally, it takes like an hour. Anyways, so Sheila uh, is uh, one of my friends who's living in the great state of New York, more specifically in Brooklyn. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I swear, if it cuts out again, I don't know what, like every little, it's like Macs are like gremlins. Like it should just, technology should just work. I don't know why it doesn't. This is how, this is how it feels to get old. What we're experiencing right now is exactly how old people feel all the time, like, I literally didn't touch a thing, and no one can hear anything. Anyway, sorry, guys. Uh, the, so the reason that we have Sheila on is I wanted to get some insight. I've been seeing, I was going to pretend to be like the apologist, like the coronavirus apologist. It's <laughs> just like, it's just killing old people, everybody. It's just like all of that kind of stuff and make it a little bit interesting. But the real reason I want to do it is to talk about how wrong everybody is, because I don't feel like people fully understand uh, Sheila said something the other day that made me go, hmm, thinking about all of this, because when you're in like a rural, non-populated area, it can seem and appear that things are going really, really fine and everything is fine. But no pressure, Sheila, on this, But so good luck. But um, just curious, what, uh, to our uh, in-the-field reporter, Sheila, let us know uh, what's going on down there, Sheila, if you can fill us in. Thanks, Alex. Reporting from Brooklyn. <laughs> I'm like a dad. I swear to God. I'm slowly becoming a dad. Okay. Um, 
Uh, yeah. So what's going on? So yeah, for those who don't know, we, Aaron and I, my husband, we live in Brooklyn, New York. Um, cause there's another Brooklyn felt the need to clarify about it was in New York. You should take all of this out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, this is great stuff, Sheila. <laughs> especially, especially when it was recording me just swearing cause none of this was working. <laughs> Anyways, can, continue. Let us know how, how what, what's, What's the morale overall over there? What what are you seeing? Well, the mood on the ground is just very tense. <laughs> I can't keep that up for more than like one sentence. Um, it's well, it's hard because you don't like have a script because yeah. even that right there was hard to find the words for me. I'm like, I couldn't do this for longer than two sentences. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's been an ever evolving situation. I I actually think for myself and Aaron, like we life is pretty normal in many respects. Like. Uh, it's not super, um, what's the word? Like, I feel like when you see the media cover some of these events, they're, they're obviously covering specific things that are happening. It's not being totally made up, but it's not like that's our day to day, um, experience, but there are certainly things like, that things are relatively easy for you guys. Yes. Like I have a job, so that's a great step. Like a lot of people have lost their jobs. Um, so that allows us to maintain a sense of normalcy. The biggest difference is for us is that we're, you know, it's the stay at home orders. So we stay at home. Um, I work from home for how long, uh, right now, have you been doing this? Oh, since my last day in the office, I think was March 11th or March 12th. So I think we're on the third week right now. Um, and that, you know, when that started, that was more of a company decision, not a city decision. So when they implemented it for the whole city, then it was um, closing down bars and restaurants and anywhere that people gathered in groups of 50. Um, and now it's stay at home orders. So it doesn't mean you can't go out of your house. Like when we go on walks, we take at least one 30 minute walk daily because we need sunshine like houseplants. Um, but you, you'll see tons of people outside. So it's not like completely 28 days later, trash billowing through the streets. It's semi-normal in that respect. You're saying people have not yet turned into zombies in New York? Is that what you're they, reporting? Correct. Uh, is this, a, is this a, a hot take from Sheila right now? No zombies? No, no zombies yet, Alex. No zombies. That's uh, good. I would prefer that. Yeah. You know what I am not, you know what I don't want to do? I have to deal with an apocalypse. So as long as... As long as people are, that sounds so bad. As long as people are dying and not turning into zombies, that is okay with me. <laughs> but that's kind of, a, that's kind of what like the whole point of this is. Like, do you feel, what have been like the most, do you, but do you, do you see it? Do you feel like, yes, there is definitely something going on that is real or do you think it's being overhyped? No, no, no. I do feel like it's real. Um, I just think that you see some of the, like if you were to spend a lot of time on Twitter, I, from my own Twitter feed, feel like everyone is dying, whereas I, that's not how I would characterize how things feel here. I would say the biggest changes in how the, how the city has changed and how our daily life has changed is grocery shopping. Um, in a lot of cases now, there's lines to get into the grocery store because they're limiting how many people can be in there at once, which um, one silver lining is making Trader Joe's a really lovely shopping experience. If we could keep this up, that would be great. Um, <laughs> every- Sheila, that's not funny. We're talking about people's lives right now. <laughs> I, I, I don't think this is a time to be making jokes. Take it serious. So serious. Um, yeah, I think that, and then when you do walk around, it is, it, 
I, I do feel like it feels different. I mean, all of the restaurants are closed. Uh, there's no one sitting outside at bars. There's like everyone's wearing, not everyone. A lot of people are wearing masks. I would say more people than not are wearing mask, masks at this point. And I think Aaron just said before we started this that um, the mayor, was it the, the mayor has said that all New Yorkers should wear masks now, which is contrary to what was said prior. Um, so that's weird. Like you see that. I hear a lot of people say that they... Like an early Macy's Day Parade type thing? Or what type of masks are we talking about? <laughs> Halloween? Yeah, scream. I want to make sure we get the facts. Yeah, scream, Sheila, scream masks. That's what this is about. You can't, you can't just be general, okay? No, you're right. I, that, I'm so sorry. Um, scream mask. If you wear a masquerade mask like Marty... Scream masks? Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, uh, that part... How everyone feels. Yeah. <laughs> just screaming. Yeah, it... That's weird. And then I've heard a lot of people say that they keep hearing a lot more ambulances. But I think part of that could be true because I think there are a lot of sick people, as we can see by how busy the hospitals are. But also that we're all at home and there's not a lot of like you're paying attention to it. So I haven't personally. Confirmation bias. Yeah. And like I, so I haven't personally noticed that I have noticed we've had quite a few ambulances outside of our building. But again, I don't know if that's just because I'm home. Um, we just actually, before we got on this, uh, got an email from our building that we have the first case confirmed in our building. So I'm sure like things are going to continue to evolve as far as like their policies, but everything's been shut down in our building for a while. So I don't know. And were Same they here. sure to not, and I'm sorry that that was incorrect how I was speaking. Were they, did they ensure to make sure that they provided all of the information about the person so that you could go find them and make sure they do not give it to you or to try to avoid them? Yes, they gave us their social security number. I can't, I can't ask number. fake questions. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard for you to ask questions that I know that like that people probably have thought about asking. I just, I, Katie knows this better than anyone. I, uh, I've been getting, uh, I just like do like this little character where I pretend like I'm a super abusive spouse and I just can't, I can't do it like uh, verbally abusive. And every single time I just start busting up halfway through the line, I'm like, man, I can't believe people actually do this to people. <laughs> Anyways, a question that I had for you too, I, maybe this is just like, maybe I'm moving way too fast for this or whatever, but I just have a Wait, ton of questions. I do too. Before we continue, when you walk outside, where did you get your top? <laughs> <laughs> Target. Is it like a PJ shirt or like an everyday shirt? Both, and I've been wearing it for three consecutive days. <laughs> but just during the day, not sure that's something you want to admit. But I'll take just it. during the day. Just during the day, I wear PJs. Uh, These are my gotcha. daytime PJs versus my nighttime PJs. And I'm pretty sure the people I work with have noticed that this is the third day I've worn this sweater. But who cares? It's clean. That's I'm, on them. I'm not Good sweating. It's not like I'm like... doing anything. <laughs> We don't have daytime. Well, you're working. Nighttime PJs. Oh, In case anyone have... from work listens to this, I mean, I get Sheila's working real hard. Everyone so hard that I'm sweating. <laughs> <laughs> this is off the rails. So it's been like five question. minutes. <laughs> What's well, it's been much? It's been almost. It's actually been like fifteen. It's almost been twenty minutes. <laughs> okay. Time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> when you go outside to go for walks, do you like avoid people? Like, if you see somebody, do you hold your breath when you pass them? Do you cross the street? Do you like try to? avoid them at all costs you treat them like a sexual predator <laughs> i think this person might be trying might be trying to molest me because six feet we do that oh yeah we don't breathe i won't breathe past people yeah well so i tell because it's fun I, I, I do you guys use next door like is next door a thing 
in you no okay do you know i mean i think it's a thing but we don't use it i don't use yeah. it so i like occasionally popped in there and lately i've been looking at it more and there's people that post that are so angry that like joggers don't give people six feet or whatever and so i was aaron and i have been talking and i'm like just give the people six feet like if i don't want anyone to feel uncomfortable blah 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 and he's like no it's stupid like you don't need to do that that's not what he sounds like sorry babe um but he, but uh, we, I try to give them wide berth, but I don't hold my breath. But if they were to sneeze, I would hold my breath and run. I, uh, it's, it's funny because that reminds me of when Magic Johnson got HIV in the early 90s when, I mean, obviously it was it ballooned in, and actually HIV will be a topic that's coming up later on because people grossly, anyways, uh, in early uh, in the early '90s, and Carl Malone's like, I don't want to play with him. I'll probably like get it from the sweat or something like that. And um, well, obviously, we've come to find out later on that that is incorrect. But this does sound, from what I've been reading, and honestly, I don't know what to believe. So I'm just doing what I can to protect myself and crossing my fingers that I don't have any pre-existing conditions that will be flared up and then eventually kill me if I do get it. But. Uh, everyone is treating it like any sort of touching in any way is going to give it to them. And I, that's, that's not true. Like first the trans transfer rate of any virus is really, really difficult um, period, but still need to be safe. All the stuff that we talked about on the last podcast and things that everyone's doing like, man, you know, who's like really happy about this. Any musician who has a chorus that is 20 seconds or longer, <laughs> They are. They just have to be so happy right now because it. Brandon Flowers has been getting so much attention for like doing his stupid little Mr. Brightside thing. I'm just like, man, I wish I had a hit song. <laughs> Anyways, that's a separate podcast. Separate <laughs> podcast. So a question that I have for you, Sheila, do you feel like this was a, a, a kind of a conspiracy that's been created by the Democrats in order to <laughs> impede Trump's ability to be elected? Yes, definitely. Yeah, a hundred percent. That it. Can you make sure Aaron hears you say yes? I was going to. Ex- the Democrats made this. That's what I was. I was going to say. Absolutely, the Democrats. Trying to get Aaron on the podcast. Everyone. Well, especially because he would have really great additions, <laughs> Aaron, to speak to the science of it, like the the contact part of it. He's he's basically been the germ police, and I appreciate him for it. Um, so yes, it's definitely a conspiracy by the Democrats to make sure that uh, Trump does not win the election, and or. You know that that's going to be the Easter egg, right? <laughs> Just over and over and over on a loop. <laughs> Sheila said, yeah, this was definitely created by the Democrats, everybody. Are you trying to ruin my career? No, nope, I'm just trying to, bu- <laughs> to bolster mine. Now I can never run for public office. You've ruined all, oh, of, no. my, all of my hopes. All your aspirations that you have. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, definitely a conspiracy. Alex, back to you in the studio. An- Another thing that I have... Can you hear us? us? God damn it. Yeah, I can hear you. I made a joke. Okay. Okay. I I can't play with this or else it switches. Sorry. Um, We're still recording too. Sorry, everybody. First time, first time (laughs) podcaster. Other question that I have for you. More people have died this year from diabetes, the flu, heart disease. More people have died this year from that. So why are, why are we taking it so seriously? I agree. Okay, perfect. That, that was a perfect answer. <laughs> I I, w- my goal is to get actual comments from people on this. Because once again, <laughs> sick and joke. tired of everybody who just reaches out to me personally, um, which is probably, 
It sounds so bad. Like, you reach out to me personally. This isn't helping my podcast at all. You just reaching out to me personally and not creating. But anyways, it's fine. Okay, so so we've we've agreed. One, this was created by the Democrats. <laughs> Two, this isn't something serious because, you know, so many other people are are dying. So from other things, like why aren't we paying attention to those? I would also, but I would like you, Sheila, to explain to the people why that is misguided viewpoints. I know people are trying to be positive right now, trying to be positive and just like look at the bright side of things. But why is that flawed logic? Yeah, I don't. So this is another one that Aaron would be great to answer, but he he's oh, he's away on business in his office. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think. I don't know how I became the doctor of your podcast because I'm really unqualified to answer this, and I've just been those glasses. It's oh, essentially yeah. because glasses. you live in New York. You know, once once somebody just like lives in the area that's being the most affected by it, obviously they're the ex- expert on it. Definitely, um, yeah. I think that we have to flatten the curve. Hashtag social distancing. <laughs> I hope train people enjoy wreck. this. I'm having a good time. I hope people enjoy this. This these like first 20 minutes have been super enjoyable for me because it's something that I've always wondered. I've always wondered like, what if I just become a caricature of whatever on the podcast, and then the other person can be the straight man? If it would be more entertaining, even if it's not more entertaining, I'm having a a, a much better time playing a caricature of myself. So it's it's gonna continue. But but continue on why social distancing is helpful or why I'm misguided in my belief that we should be focusing on something else besides the coronavirus, such as suicide, gun deaths, and abortion. Well, well, Alex, those are all very serious issues facing our country. <laughs> I can't do it. That's a good, no, keep doing that voice. That's pretty good. <laughs> okay. That sounds pretty good. Okay. That's how, you sound just like you're on like CNN, MSNBC, or Fox. Oh, thank God. Okay. Wait, hold on. The hard part is not laughing. Okay. Um, well, uh, I'm telling you, that's why I laugh every time I'm like super serious with, with Katie because I'm just like, this isn't, I don't even, can't even I don't even know what I'm doing right now. I don't even remember what the question was. Um, well, uh, why, aren't we, why aren't we more concerned about other things that are taking more lives? Right. So I think it's, it's a, only taking us 10 minutes to get through this question. <laughs> <laughs> well, Alex, those are very serious. <laughs> you can do your normal voice. I give you permission. <laughs> Those are very serious issues that are plaguing our country, but it's very important to understand. I don't know where I'm going with this. Hey, like we can care about more than one thing, and this is something that is killing people at a very high rate. Um, and that's the extent of my scientific knowledge on the subject. The reason I'm following the rules is because I understand that we have to protect the people that have compromised immune systems, are older, the people that are really at risk. I'm not personally worried about myself. I don't want to get it, as I'm sure no one wants to get it, because even the quote-unquote mild cases sound like uh, very miserable, um, like a two-week flu, so no thank you. But I think we have to protect other people. So yeah, you should care about diabetes, but let's also not kill 1% of our population in a year. That would be super great if we could avoid that. And I feel like this is something that you can control a little bit better than diabetes. Like, all of us can control it, not diabetes. Like, diabetes is, like, your own thing. Like, we can't spread it like that. Yeah. I know it's really sad to say, like, it's your own thing, but... Quit eating so much. (laughs) 
for type for type bad, two. But... Yeah, for type two. Not for the people that just get it naturally. Like we all have well, a play a part in this coronavirus, like either flattening the curve or spreading coronavirus kind of thing. Yeah. I feel like I'm I'm going more spreader. Going for I'm going for the spread. See what happens. Are you you're risks. doing like the Boris <laughs> but, Johnson, like everyone should but, get it? But what here's what it is, everyone. Cause like it's because we don't there's only so many hospital beds. Describe if Sheila just describe looking out your window and what you can see down the street, Sheila. Is this you trying to get me to talk about the hospital? Yes. Okay. So it's not <laughs> see it? Well, no, so it's not actually out of our window, but it's on our walks. So so here, wait, hold on, I'll start over. Okay, so when I so when I look out my window, Alex <laughs> <laughs> Right outside, I can see tents everywhere. That I should go on a walk. <laughs> tents. And then I go on the walk and I see this. <laughs> there are just tents, tents everywhere. The feeling is tense. <laughs> okay, all right. I, I appreciate the voice, but the puns, I do not. That was an accident. Don't, ap- oh, don't appreciate those God. as much. Okay. Uh, no, so we when we do go on our walks, we live near, I think it's Brooklyn Hospital. Um, I actually don't know what the name of it is, but it's in Brooklyn, and it's a hospital. And early on in... Uh, all- <laughs> it's in Brooklyn, and it's a hospital. This is so off the rails. <laughs> Nothing makes me stop laughing. Like I, I, like, I like think, like, all right, we finally got there. We're like in a serious group, and someone just has to say something and it's not even me i'm usually the one that derails everything come on should we try should we like start over like i don't know no this is great i I think people are going to love us laughing (laughs) for for an hour (laughs) i don't care people need the joy right now people need people need uh alex being angry at people being happy that's what people need right now alex that's no different than your normal everyday life exactly i'm here i'm i'm here for you every single day 24 7 365 i'm like kind of sweating from all of the laughter oh no now i can't wear you won't be able to wear that tomorrow (laughs) i'm so sorry you had a three-day streak going hey i know a pretty popular guy who had a three-day streak going too then he came back to life anyways keep going god um exactly god (laughs) yeah good job sheila Oh, yeah. From the top. <laughs> it's not Brooklyn. There's a, there's a hospital and it's in Brooklyn, so I think it's called the Brooklyn Hospital. It's like a seven year old's logic. <laughs> well, you know, because like because your your daddy and you're sleeping with her, you must be the mommy. I do think Anyways, it's sorry, actually called the Brooklyn something hospital. I like I might there might be No, you're probably yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Okay. Uh, yeah. No. But in all serious, <laughs> uh, in all seriousness, yes, we'd go on our walks, and uh, it's right next to this park that we walk next to. In case anyone wants to stalk us, but I can't. Oh my god, I can't not. Make I know jokes. it'll help, Sheila. Sheila, wait a second. Let's. I'll do. I'll throw you a softball instead of one that's like deep and hard. Um, so that's what she said. First of all. <laughs> Second. Do you? How is Archer handling all of this? Archer. Archer is. Sheila's sweet, sweet puppy that we we love dearly and are ensure that we get a Christmas gift each year. Also written into 5% of our will. Uh, that, that happened recently, so look forward to that. How's Archer doing? 
Oh my God. I can't not make a joke. Okay. So Archer's uh, Archer's living his best life. He loves this. He gets uh, it's Saturday always for him now. Um, so what's going to happen is that after this is over, he is going to lose his mind and he's going to be a nightmare because now anytime that we leave not like if we have to leave for like 10 minutes, he's a psycho. So Gosh. he's living the sweet life. So with Archer, did you guys go on this walk where you went by your special park? Yeah. Sorry for calling it your special park. <laughs> Sorry for being condescending right there. It, I, it had, I, did, I couldn't think of a better adjective. I don't know. <laughs> it's a special park. Um, uh, yes. So we usually take Archer to the to these walks that we take. And yeah, so there there are tents outside. It's mostly for testing, I believe. So the, the hospital, this was a few weeks ago. So this is when... Um, before the hospitals themselves were overrun, but when people were trying to get tested, um, it was like at the start of the, not quarantine, quarantine's not the right word, but, you know, around the shelter in place type of thing. Um, so seeing tents was a bit of a, uh, alarming, I don't know, like not scary, but like, oh, this is real. And I think also when, uh, if you've been following the news, the, the naval ship that has, come to New York, um, and then all of the tents in now Central Park. Do you want to ex- expand on that a little bit for those who haven't heard about it? Yeah. I mean, I don't know that much about it except really useless facts. Like if you turned it horizontally, it would be the 13th tallest building in New York. Um, but it is a naval ship that – uh, there's two of them, I believe. Um, that They're hospital ships. And the last time that this ship had come to New York was, in, was 9-11. So I think it can um, accommodate 1,000 patients. I think I read – nobody should trust me on this. But I believe it was 1,000 a a thousand patients. And th- it, they're here to help actually take care of non-coronavirus um, patients. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I think it's partially or maybe entirely because it's very close quarters um, being a ship. So I think it'd be high risk to put a bunch of coronavirus patients where it would spread more easily. So, yeah, they're, they're trying to take on the more normal patient load of New York. Um, so, yeah, so that's here. And I felt like seeing that, seeing the pictures of it was very surreal because it's the first time I have felt like wartime um, in my life. I guess because it's a it's a military ship, and I get there's another one that is in um, California. That's so weird. That I'm kind of actually surprised that you haven't seen something like that before. Not because you're new, like I've obviously never seen that, but I'm surprised. I just always assume like, yeah, that's where our like they're the military is just patrolling our borders, making us safe, keeping us safe. But it's like, it's like a battle cruiser, right? It's huge. I mean, like I was kind of joking, but it really, it would be the 13th tallest building in New York. So it's very, very big. Um, but I think what make I'm sure I've seen lots of ships before, right? Like we, there's a Navy yard, not too far. And I've seen ships in my life, but knowing that it was here and it's being escorted for a purpose here to take care of our sick, um, is kind of surreal. And that's, you know, hand in hand with, tents in Central Park. Again, personally did not witness it, but I've seen pictures and I can imagine what it would be like to see that. Um, and then turning the Javits Center into ho- a, a hospital, uh, a, place to t- a, pa- a place to take care of these patients. So, What's- oh, what? No, keep going. No, it's, keep I, I'm going. just, I was just saying it's very, that part is surreal. Um, and I feel like New Yorkers, there is a sense of community um, in a way that, it, you know, any major event like this brings together a community, but yeah, 
I wasn't here for 9-11 or Sandy, but people say that like in similar ways, the city feels um, similar. Have you been participating in the seven o'clock claps? No, someone asked me that today if I could hear them. I, I'll, if we're still on this at seven, I'll open up my window and see if we can hear it. I haven't heard it yet, but I think in the city, because we're in Brooklyn, I think it's probably more prominent. Gotcha. So it turns out that the Navy ships have treated less than 20 patients. So far. Coronavirus patients. No, as the coronavirus battle rages. I think it got here like two days they, ago. So, but they do they do have a thousand beds. You're correct on that. I was just seeing if they're using all the beds, which they aren't yet. But I would imagine that's going to increase as time goes on. So, what's a little nerve wracking is it's 4:20 right now. Second thing that's a little nerve wracking is that they're even having to find other places to put people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because that's the point <clears throat> to all of you people. I don't know how I can sound this any like here's what's like what I need to do is just not care that like this is kind of goes to like the conversation that you and I have been having Sheila where I was like I I really wish I could just for a few days just not care about anything just see what that see what that's like because generally speaking what people say is like well Alex why are you getting so worked up about these things this is like just in life in general not necessarily about the coronavirus Alex why are you so worked up about everything I'm like because I want people to have their best lives possible. And I know that there are so many different types of people in the world that can't agree on every single thing. Like sometimes it's just like, just, just let it go if it's not something that's like super, super impactful on you. Like for the most part, most things that people get upset about don't actually impact them. Now, if you're impacted financially by something and then everyone's like, well, taxes are going to X, Y, taxes go to abortion. So, of course, it's affecting me. That's not what I mean, uh, because you don't know that your actual dollar is going to an abortion. You don't know if your actual dollar is going to Planned Parenthood or whatever like that. There's no way of tracking where your money goes. Like most of your money is going to kill innocent people in the Middle East. That's where most of our money is going. So, like, like first off, calm down. Sheila, so that leads into my, into my next question. What have been the most enraging, uh, I, I don't want you to get, I, I'll be the enraged one on this one, so try to keep it, you know, try to keep it, try to stay calm, Sheila. I know that you're, you're first off, you're a woman, so you're very emotional. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so that, okay, so the, that's an example, so there, that, that's an example of me trying to be a caricature, <laughs> and I can't even get through, I can't even get through what I'm saying, sorry. But but what I want to ask you is what are the things that you're seeing on social media that are fairly consistent among a lot of people that you just adamantly disagree with or see people? And once again, I, I, I was being a little hyperbolic when we were talking earlier where I was like, well, yeah, I'm just going to talk to Sheila because she's in New York. And that seems to be where the epicenter is. So now because of that, Sheila is an expert. <laughs> but what has been the things that you wish you could tell people who, one, don't take this seriously enough or two who take it too serious um i feel like the people who are taking it too seriously are much less dangerous like their their potential impact is less than the people who don't with a few exceptions but I, I, what i would probably say is like you don't want to end up like new york so that all of the research and whatever that i've seen which again i'm not an expert 
Just follow what they're saying. Do what the government is saying. Stay in your home. Don't break the rules. Like, just do it. Just because you're young doesn't mean that you don't have an impact. Um, that's the biggest thing. Just do what they're telling you to do. It's not that hard. Follow-up follow up question to that. Uh, but isn't this just the government taking away our rights? Like, this is just big government coming in telling us what we have to do, limiting the freedom that we have as American citizens. Yes. Oh, I actually (laughs) like that answer. I actually like that answer. I don't know if you were joking right there, but I kind of agree with it. Like, 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 so it's the freedom and safety scale that people very often refer to. If you want to be safe, sometimes you have to give up more freedom. Uh, If you want to be less safe, you get all of the freedom in the world and finding a balance there. Because I love what you said. I had a conversation with a a friend. They have a big event. I'm trying to keep this as nebulous as possible because people get pissed off whenever they feel like I'm outing them. Like No one listens to my podcast that cares about you. Anyways, so I was talking with a friend about this who has a significant event coming up and I put in like this group chat. I said, no, the issue guys is not if we get it. It's if one of us gets it, we give it to our friend and then you give it to your dad who then dies Mm -hmm. because all of most of our, most of our parents are in their sixties, seventies or above. Like that's what the issue is. And and honestly, some of us have preexisting conditions. Like for example, myself, like I have pretty bad lungs and like that's that's really been like the only thing that's been concerning me and what sucks about having bad lungs is this is a lung disease that is attacking your lungs and destroying your your lung tissue and that's like kind of terrifies me a little bit i've been pretty good i'm still going and shopping and just not letting i'm in relatively good health it's getting worse as the quarantine goes on because turns out once you close all the gyms it's very hard to be motivated to go do anything but that's kind of what the the entire point of this is. Is like, I guess, and I, I've seen like conservative. I think it was a, I, I I don't care who it was. It was a senator or representative. Doesn't matter if they're liberal or Democrat. They're like, all right, senior citizens, look like it's time to. T- looks like, uh, sorry, I'll do a, I'll do a liberal accent. All right, senior citizens, it looks like it's time to take one for the team and die for us. Like I have seen people like they don't say it exactly like that. Once again, hyperbolic Alex going crazy. But like, yeah, all right. Like, yeah, let's just go about our lives. Let's not take the economy. I don't think that's necessarily a terrible, like it's not necessarily like a terrible idea, but as someone who's as compassionate as I've become, (laughs) I can't even keep a straight face on that, as compassionate as I've become. (laughs) But as someone who like kind of cares about people, (laughs) that's probably a more accurate thing. I don't want to be the, even if they are like in their 70s or whatever, like I would hate to be like the reason Grandma Ballard died. Like, oh, sorry. And then, okay, here's the other one. Uh, Another question for you, Sheila, since I've been ranting for the last pretty significant amount of time. Crap. (laughs) Forgot where I was going with it. I didn't even 420. I, I, I was um, just going to say, it's so funny because like we, there's no drink, like, like we're, something's just wrong, like. I've got the giggles. I got the giggles too. <laughs> I got the giggles. I think it's because we haven't been like talking to people yes. outside of our own home regularly. So like once you get into like that, I don't know, comfortable zone with somebody that you don't see every day, it's like, let's just go crazy. Let's just laugh yeah. about everything. Because like what else are you supposed to do? Cry about everything that's going on? <laughs> totally. 
the quarantine. Yeah, I mean, it's sad. Me. Like all the things that you're seeing with people who are being like now starting to be let go from jobs. The stock market's crashing like crazy. One thing I do want to say to everybody: a little bit of Alex positivity, positivity, or as I call it, AP. It's gonna be fine. Like uh, for anyone who's concerned out there, who's like really, really scared or anything like that. Honestly, even though I said like don't DM me, I'm just kidding. Please feel free to reach out to me. There's been a number of times on serious subjects where I've talked people, that's not true, I was going to say talked people down from ledges, but just reassured people with things that are going on in their lives. And I just want to reassure everyone right now, like, yes, we have never faced anything like this. Not only an economic crisis that is inevitably going to happen in tandem with a pandemic at the same time. So I, I do want to understand, like, this is not normal, but... When has when have we never recovered? When has there ever been a time where someone has been completely wiped out from something? Like no matter like Germany's still there, everyone. Does any, does does no one remember World War II and the ass kicking that was given to Germany after D Day? Go America! Like there there's we always people always recover. Like it's going to be fine. It is going to be fine. So I don't want this to come across as like an alarmist thing or anything like that. I don't want people to feel uncomfortable or scared. We're going to get hurt. Every single one of us in some way or another is going to be impacted, whether that be that is directly to ourselves or whether that be someone that we have close to us. And it makes us sad. It makes us hurt to see somebody struggling. Everyone is going to experience that. I, I, I am not a prophet, but I guarantee, I, I'm better than most prophets though, let's be honest. I guarantee that there is going to be that time where everyone has this, what the fuck just happened moment in their life. But it's a moment. It is not the rest of time. You will, you'll be fine. You'll get over it. Uh, I'll, I'll be impacted by it too. Like, I don't want this to come across like, well, Alex, you're in such a position that like everything is going to be fine. I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry that I, I'm sorry that I was responsible. Like, don't, don't get mad at me for being responsible. Like, yeah, I can pay my rent for the next, like I was, I forget who I was talking to. I was like, if worse, if worse came to worse, Katie and I could pay rent for 60 months (laughs) and we would be fine. But that's because we have been, uh, Katie's worked, ever since we've been married. So a big kudos to her. Like most of it is from her just having that mindset of I'm never going to be the weak link in our relationship type thing. So kudos to you, babe. Um, And then the other thing we've both been working for pretty consistently for the last four years. So we've built up a pretty decent savings. So going back to your thing about like, everything's going to be okay in the end. Um, Yes, it might be, but there are some people that can only take so much. So, like, for example, in the Great Depression, there were over, like, 40,000 Americans who committed suicide. Hmm. And so, like, if we go through another depression, just imagine how many people would not be able to handle whatever they're going through and think it's just, like, the worst and they can never get out of it. To those 40,000, which it's – so that was in the 1920s, which that's one of my favorite memes that I've seen so far. And once again, everyone, like, I really do mean it. Keep it, keep it coming with the memes. I get really annoyed by people who are starting to say, like, this is serious. This is, you want to know what? Some people cope differently than you do. So calm down. And if, if you're getting really, really mad at the memes, come talk to me. I'll talk you off the ledge. Uh, but, uh, but on the serious note of what you just brought up, Katie, like, uh, what I get concerned about is, like, I think sometimes people listen to this and think that I'm, like, this, this incredible hard ass. 
I, I am not. I am not in any way. I will speak the truth. I will speak my truth. I shouldn't say I speak the truth because that's inaccurate. I speak what I believe very, very, very passionately because that's just how I am as, a, as the youngest child who has spoiled my entire life and feels like I am entitled to my opinion being heard by everybody. But like, come talk to me. I'm, I'm more than happy. And I've had some great conversations over these last couple of weeks with people that one, have grown our relationship immensely, surprisingly, with people who I never thought I could have good relationships with. And then just to, like, sometimes it's just nice to hear a reassuring word every, every now and then. Like, hopefully I'm not going too personal with you, Sheila, like, telling this story. And if I do, tell me to cut it out. But I hadn't talked to Sheila for about a week. And the reason that I hadn't, like, and Sheila usually, you and I usually at least once a day, mm-hmm. right? Like, well, it'll be like a one-off, whatever, something here or there. I hadn't talked to her for a week, and this was a mistake on my part, I guess, so I apologize for that. I hadn't talked to her for a week because Sheila has, is a self-proclaimed <laughs> hypochondriac, and all I've wanted to talk about is coronavirus. That's all I've wanted to talk about, like, the last couple of weeks. And I'm just like, I don't want to bring this up with Sheila because I don't want her to, like, freak out or anything. <laughs> then I reach out to her, and she's like, oh, no, I'm doing pretty good. I'm fine. Yeah. For some reason, I'm fine. I don't know why. I'm like, oh, so this one time, like for some reason, you think you have cancer, but this real thing that's happening doesn't seem to bother you. So that's why I actually reached out to Sheila last week or two weeks ago because of everything going on. And and then I like asked Alex, I was like, hey, have you checked up on her? Like, she seems to be fine. He's like, no, because I thought she wouldn't be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, the thing about hypochondria is that it's totally irrational and it would be rational to be a little bit worried about coronavirus. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I think, I think uh, one of the things that is like silver lining, whatever, whatever you want to call it is that everyone is in this together. Like, yes, some people are um, in worse positions, either financially or health wise, but I think there's very few things that have universally affected everyone in our country the way that this is. So like there are like you're not alone, right? Like there were six point something million people who filed for unemployment this week, which is double last week, which was the record since they started keeping track of that. So like if you're one of those people that has lost their jobs, you're in company with a lot of people Um, that doesn't help you now. But I think that is a that is something about this that is a little bit unique. Like even in the Great Depression, I don't think that I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't a part of it. I don't know. I wasn't around for World War Two. I have no idea. <laughs> but it is unique in the sense that, you know, no one's immune from this. No pun intended. It just sucks to go through that. I mean, I never lost my job, but I almost did. And I like even almost losing my job just because of layoffs when the oil industry was like dipping. Um, I like had this like huge like meltdown in public, of course, it was great. Um, and then like I was freaking out this entire summer cause like we had to do furloughs and stuff. And like, I can you imagine going through like actually losing my job and being like this main source of income. That would be really difficult. Um, but yeah, it is good to know that like other people are going through it and eventually we'll all get through this kind of thing. It's just a matter of like how much you can take. Yeah. 
Well, and like, I, I don't know how much that has happened where you guys live, like um, the day-to-day impact. I, I don't think I've even asked if all the bars and everything are closed, but I think that once I had quite a few people um, I knew lose their jobs or take pay cuts or um, it, like directly or actually have someone they know die or get infected or people at our company got the virus like those things all brought it home like it made it much more real um which also just solidifies why we need to all stay home like just let's get this over with let's not keep dragging it out we need to do everything we can to get rid of it as fast as we can they're still working at my job like those that can't work from home have to go in every day and they had a case from this week and so that's scary for those people that are still working because they've been in contact with this person kind of thing. Um, but yeah, we d- the bars here are closed. And then we also have like, I mean, we, we have like one bar in Orem, one bar in Provo. <laughs> but um, like as of right now, they're only doing like takeout orders. And the grocery stores, like they've changed the hours. So they're only open for um, a shorter amount of time especially with like elderly people, they'll open early for those people that are at high risk for um, contracting coronavirus and dying. So yeah, it's getting pretty legit here. We only have um, 1,000 cases in Utah, but I think that like it's supposed to continue to go up for the next few weeks, so. Yeah, uh, yeah, and, and us Utahns, We'll get through it as we always do. It's like, it's like so surreal. It's funny that you both put it that way. Like until someone, you know, contracts it or until someone, you know, like, I feel like this is always, and and I, everyone listening, I include myself in this, like, oh, now that I know a gay person, gay people are okay. Like I, 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 it's really frustrating that we don't take anything seriously until it, uh, I wouldn't say directly impacts us, but we see the impact on someone that we know. Well, I think that that's what I wish could stop. Sorry. No. And I, I I think it's, I think part of it is something I think you said over, um, like our conversations this week, but some of that is just trying to understand what's real or not. So, like, there are certain areas of the media, certain media outlets, whatever, that have made it feel like the end of the world and or conflicting information. The White House is giving different information than some doctors are giving and vice versa. And a lot of it is just unknown, right? Like, this is a new virus. They don't know. Things are changing. Information changes every day. But I think once you actually know someone who has it or has symptoms or goes through the testing process or whatever, then you have a real-world case of an example, like something that confirms at least what that person's experience was. So I think... Your like your comments, I totally agree with. But I also think it's it's been the cha- like it's been challenging throughout all of this to know who to trust. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like who who should like who do you think we should trust? Like that's what's conf- oh sorry I'm retracting my question so that I can put a statement that I had like this. It wasn't a breakdown, but I, I like I have a doctor friend that I've been talking to and like we just like like I literally was just like, "So, can I go to In-N-Out Burger?" Like what 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 do you think about that 
He's like, personally, I wouldn't go. And then I was just like, oh, well, if a doctor's saying personally, I wouldn't go, that means that you shouldn't go. And knocking on met, knocking on metal, like we went. It's been a week now. Now we have to wait another week to see if maybe we possibly were infected by going to In and Out. But I don't know. Like, don't don't stop living your lives, everybody. Like, I I, I think we can't live in fear. We can't live in fear, but at the same time, we also need to be cautious, kind of thing. Be cautious. It's really like it goes back to what you said initially, Sheila. Where it's what we're trying to do is not kill anyone that's closely related to us, and that's this is another one of those like silly silly questions that I wanted to like pose to you, Sheila. I'm like, oh crap. And I think that's actually what I forgot about like 15 minutes ago. But it's the idea, and I just forgot it again. <laughs> <laughs> Why did it come back to me and then go away? Living in fear. You put your headphone back in. Stupid, these stupid headphones suck so bad. Something about the, living in setting fear. Setting this up was the worst. Um, what were we talking about? Fear, right? Like we can't live in fear, but we have to be cautious kind of thing. Like we don't want people that are closely related to us or close to us to get it because we don't want to kill them. Yeah, this isn't what I was thinking about, but it just goes back to that that initial question that I asked you, Sheila, where it's just like these people are looking for, and I, I think I think they're coming from a good place, honestly, like just trying to reassure the world, but it's it's not help. It's not. It's really not that helpful because if you're telling somebody that hey, diabetes is killing more people, hey, heart disease is killing, I remembered what it is. Hey, heart disease is killing more people. Like that's. That's what we should really be. What we should really be concerned about. And then the other. Th- this is the question. But like these people aren't even dying of coronavirus. They're dying of like their pre-existing condition. So just a little history on HIV, everybody. HIV doesn't kill you. It HIV. You get HIV, which then transitions into autoimmune defense, deficiency syndrome, which then will give you like pneumonia or some sort of other thing that like your eventual cause of it. Like, oh, this person died of pneumonia. Fine. I don't really care what's on a death certificate. What killed that person was getting HIV. What is killing these people was a, like, the, why were they so healthy until they got coronavirus? Stop it. Stop saying that. You're wrong. Cool. Cool that you're tech. Sorry. You know what? Backtracking. Cool that you're technically right. You're technically correct in the sense that their cause of death is not coronavirus. But had they not got coronavirus, they would still be alive. So stop telling people that they're going to be fine if they get coronavirus because that and they're not going to die of it. I'm, I'm so happy that on a technicality, you are correct. But I do not care. I do not care that you are technically in the right. If you get coronavirus and you are at high risk, you have a higher possibility of like when I saw that it was like 15% of people, like that's a, like 15 out of 100 people that are 70 or older are dying from this. Like that's pretty significant. And then like you have the people who are just like, who really cares about old people? But like the one thing that I have taken away from this that I really, really love that like, I, and I'm sorry I got pretty passionate right there. It's just, who who do you think you're helping? That would be my real question. Who have you, who have you helped by by saying like, well, it's not Corona, it's not COVID nineteen that kills you. It's you know, you got diabetes. I think it's probably like trying to help people like not be so afraid of it. But then again, I'm like, I think that we need to be afraid of it to a certain extent so that we are safe. We need well, to be cautious. Yeah, you, there's there's a difference between panicking and overreacting or like being overly cautious. And I think. That is where you want to be. Panicking is like 
the extreme, like it's irrational, right? Like pan- nothing come good comes from a panic. But if you're being very cautious and you're following what you should be following in order, like whatever the, the, um, professionals say to do, like just follow the data, do the best you can. I think like, like the thing that just to go back further, like why this kind of can get confusing to me or what, what's frustrating is I think today, you know, them saying the CDC has, um, said that they might start to recommend wearing masks. Well, okay, what, like, why now? Like, I'm sure there's a reason that Aaron will inform me about again after this is over. But I, I think if you're a normal person... Aaron, just inform her now. I think if, you, if you're a normal person and you don't follow all of the reasons why, that seems very confusing. Like, we went to Thailand, which meant we went through Hong Kong when all of this was really starting and we didn't wear masks because the CDC said, don't bother. And now they're saying bother. So like that, those types of things I think can become confusing. So that's when I'm like, maybe it does make sense to be overly cautious so that like, you know, just in case, but I don't know, even the, the food delivery thing, the data seems to say that you're not at a super high risk of, of from food. You're more at risk from the people that are giving you the food. Um, so like just try to follow whatever the science is and be smart. Don't be cocky. Because, like, and I'm not wishing this on anyone, so I don't want it to come across this way. But sometimes, <laughs> there's sometimes like, man, I hope you get it. Because <laughs> 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 like, like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what it, what, why, why that comes into my head. But it's just like, stop. Just stop your like. Not that they're feeding even misinformation, because once again, those people are correct. Those people that, that that I was just lambasting a few seconds ago, they're not inaccurate. They're right. Technically, on the death certificate, it's going to say you died of pneumonia, or technically on the def- death certificate, it's going to say you died of X, Y, or Z. That does not make this any less serious of a thing to consider. Like, I, I'm pretty sure, like, going back to the HIV thing, Freddie Mercury didn't die of AIDS. He died of, like, I'm pretty sure it was like he died of tuberculosis. Or like some random ass <laughs> disease that's been destroyed for forever. Like, and that's what's on his death certificate. It's like, well, that doesn't really, that doesn't really tell the whole picture. Yeah. So, like, with that, though, like, I think that there are some people that are saying that not all of the cases are being recorded as a death from coronavirus. So there was, like, a case in Utah with this, like, 24-year-old that died. And for a few days, they didn't record it as coronavirus death because she had pre-existing conditions. It's like, well, that's not reassuring. Like, we want to know how many people are dying just so that we can keep up on the data and either stay safe or, I don't know. Like, oh, yeah, it can kill a 24-year-old, even though she was pretty healthy, except for the fact that she had a heart surgery two years ago, and she died from it still. Like, I don't know. It's- that is one thing, too, though. Like, so what I was just attacking was the right. I was attack- attacking conservatives. They're the ones that have been saying this pretty frequently over and over, the idea that, oh... It's not the disease that kills you, but like going back to the left as well, these people who are trying to almost virtue signal, in my opinion, like, look at us. We got a death. Look at us. We got this death. Like, be very blatant with your with your facts, honestly, because 
it's scary. Like that, I, I view that as a form of, uh, this is going to sound so hyperbolic, as a form of terrorism. Like you're terrorizing people by being like, look, these 20 year, this 20 year old just died. I'm sad for that 24 year old that died who had a heart transplant two years ago. Like I, I don't want to. I don't even to, know if it was a transplant, but yeah. I don't want to take away from that at all. Mm-hmm. But all of that being said, give us the facts so that we know how like concerned we should be. I feel like most people overall, I don't know, besides like Florida spring break or whatever, most people overall are staying, at least people that I know. Granted, I am a 30-year-old man, so most of the people that I know are probably a similar age as me. But guys, it's going to be like it, 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 we're doing our, a lot of people are doing their part. Yeah, maybe more people could be doing their part, but... I think we're doing a pretty damn, like I saw that San Francisco is flattening the curve, which is awesome. Like who was the first person? I could be wrong in this. I am very confident though. San Francisco is the first place to say uh, house in place or whatever the, the hell, shelter in place. And they're starting to flatten the curve. It's working. So let's continue to do that stuff from the liberal side of it. And then from the conservative side of it, Let's stop being super hyperbolic with the people that are being affected. Like, there, there's always a happy medium everywhere, and I don't know why people always... I shouldn't say that. I just did exactly the wrong thing. Like, people generally go to, like, these extreme positions so that they can... I don't even know what it is. But it's, like, not even a political thing. You know what I mean? Like, this entire thing, it should just be, like, all of our health and safety should be like considered and we all need to take part in this it's not like who is on what side it should just be like yes we should all follow this and should try to do our bet our part kind of thing it's not like well i'm on this side so i'm not going to i'm on this side i should kind of thing i mean it is i'm sure there are lots of people have politicized it but i see what you're saying yeah you're saying it shouldn't it shouldn't be yeah it should just be like Let's do our part. And I keep no it matter an, what we are. I'm an, I am annoyed by the left and right, which is interesting because I feel like most people are annoyed by the left and right. Right? That's got to be accurate, isn't it? Yeah. That like, people are annoyed. For the most part, most people fall into the middle and then all like, guys, what's happening right now is an assault on the middle class. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, <laughs> uh, like, and, like, and that's not just like, not just like a hyperbolic thing of like the middle class as far as finances go, but it's also like these people who are like middle of the road politically too. You have your left and you have your right. These people who continue to like polarize opposites, everyone that's in the middle, we are larger than they are. We are larger than the clickbaits on CNN. We are larger than the clickbaits on Breitbart. We are larger than all of these clickbaity things and all of these different opinions that everyone has. We are the people who matter and we are the ones who are getting screwed over the most in every single situation. Because, yeah, I agree with this one part that the very, very far right had. So I'm going to support that. No, like find some sort of like balance there. Like they can't be 100% right. No one's 100% right about anything, myself included. Like we're the ones who are getting screwed throughout this entire process for like the last fifth, probably longer than this, but like the last 15 years. It's just always seems to be those who are in the middle because these other people are so much more opinionated or because they have so much or so little money that, uh, that the people in the middle, AKA, like, have you ever looked at a bell curve, everyone? The United States, every single thing is on a bell curve. And really all that people are caring about is that 2.5% on the right and that 2.5% on the left. And that sucks. And it's, it's, it's ter- like 
people have been like ripping Nancy Pelosi and then people have been ripping Trump and stuff like that. I'm just like, I hate both of those people so much. So not that like, not to like, uh, if the FBI is listening, not, not to like actually take any real action except not vote for them. But like those, both of those people suck. I, I want everyone to know, my conservatives, I want you to know, you know who I don't like? Nancy Pelosi. You know who I also don't like? AOC. That, she has been getting on my nervios, man, over like the last little bit. Like I, like whatever just happened where she like abandoned Bernie. I'm like, screw you, dude. Like, oh, oh, Bernie's not winning. Like, you're just as bad as everyone else. You're not some sort of special person. Like you've been trying to tell everybody all this time. And then the same thing with like to my people on the left. I also don't like Trump. Trump is in, an embarrassment. He, he does not communicate well at all. He is constantly cuddling flags for whatever reason. I still don't fully understand that. Uh, but for some reason, people on the far right eat that up. They eat him up. Cry, he, let's be honest. The last time Donald Trump cried was probably when he was in his mother's arms. Like, he's, he was not wiping his tears on the American flag. Calm down, you people on the right, too. Like, I, I think that's, oh my gosh, this is, I know that we've gone way off the rails, and I apologize with what I'm like going right now, but that is the most frustrating thing, not just in America, the most frustrating thing just living in general. And I, and I said like it's been 15 years that the middle class has been attacked. I think I'm wrong. I think it's been like that for forever. I feel like it's always been like the super downtrodden and then the super elite. They're always fighting each other. And then awesome, like just as an example, like, Communism, great, the, the proletariat or whatever the hell it's called, they won, and now we're going to have really shitty communism for the next 50 years. Awesome. And then there's the other side of that, where the super rich win, and a trickle-down economics is a real thing. No, it's not. Like, let's, let's, let's quit pretending that trickle-down economics from Reagan is a real thing. It doesn't actually work. It, we're seeing it right now. It, like it's, so right now there are some businesses that are doing some pretty awesome things for the most part, that are like giving money out, being really, really cool. But do you know what people are doing? All those things that you're giving them, they are saving that. They aren't putting that. So trickle-down economics does not work because for the most part, most people are saving it. I, I have been, and the reason that I know this, I have been trying to do this thing. Sorry, I'm getting so passionate right now. I need to calm down. I'm like, I don't know what it is. Um, I've been trying to do this thing, and this is going to come across like Alex trying to be super cool, try to like make people think whatever katie and i are saving our money too right now so just to like a little baseline katie and i spent twenty five hundred dollars in the month of february on random ass shit this last month if you exclude in air quotes the charity that we did we spent five hundred dollars so essentially we saved oh that's fine so essentially we saved two thousand dollars um during this time um and so what we're trying to do is we're giving away uh some nice money that people have given to us to other people it's essentially multi-level marketing so here's how it works i'm not going to spend in the next month five hundred dollars on food like i'm not going to order out from a restaurant or whatever, most people aren't doing that. So what I have done is we are giving away little pieces of that $500 to a lot of people that we know so that they can impact the, the economy in some small way. Granted, we're giving this to people and I guarantee that they're just saving it anyway. So once again, proving my point that trickle-down economics doesn't work. 
Um, and people are like stopping me on that because they're just like, no, 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 Alex, like, 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 don't, don't be giving away any, any of your money. Like, because like, you're going to need that for when you inevitably get fired or let go. Uh, and I'm just like, no, like if what the economy needs right now is some sort of boost from all of us people, I, once again, in a month, I'm not going to spend $500 on Uber Eats or on DoorDash or, or going to restaurants or whatever. But I think it is kind of likely that if we spread that $500 across, sorry, trying to do the math really fast in my head, what is that, 25 people? If you give them $20 a piece, that's more likely. $25, 25 people spending $20 that they got from someone, that's probably going to happen in a month's time. And... I, I don't know. It's just been, it's just been, it's just been one. And I did like this Instagram post where it was like, who's going to break first, Alex or Katie? It looks like I did because <laughs> right I'm now? just, so, yeah, I am just so, um, at a, like a, at a loss for words. And, and I think we kind of covered like, um, I don't know, man. Like, I don't want to end, like, on this kind of note, though, either. So we'll, I'm sure we'll continue talking. But it's just, like, no one knows. No one, no one really knows what the fuck they're talking about. And myself included. Even after I went on that 20-minute rant that I just went on. Like, so just do what you feel is good. Yeah. I know that sounds bad. And what ends up happening is you have people go on spring break, go to beaches, and be around each other because that's how people feel good. But... Hey, you want to know what? At least if you die, the last awesome thing you did was had an amazing time at spring break. And I'm not being condescending when I say that. I like legitimately mean it. If like the last really awesome thing that happened in your life was like doing something great with people that you care about and love, like who cares? Who really cares? Like it's fu- like it's fine. I, I don't. I don't. I really don't know where I'm ending on this or like how I feel about things. But we're all wrong. And we're all right in a lot of different ways. And because there's so many of us, it just, we will never come to a unanimous decision on any goddamn topic. And that's not depressing to me. That's fine. I think it's great. Personally. Yeah. Have you ever thought about if everyone in the world was just like you, how that would be? I would hate most of those people. Yes, that's how I feel. About, not about you. <laughs> just kidding. Um, just, just, try, <laughs> just trying to lighten it up a little bit. Sorry. It was wait, really, what? Wait, did real... you say, wait, not about you, and then you said just kidding, so you mean yes about you? <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, sorry. My bad. I thought you, I, uh, I was, you seen I was the trying show to make... living with yourself. Sheila, after I was super emotional, that's the joke you lead with. <laughs> Come on, Sheila. By the way, Sheila will be opening at the uh, the the Brooklyn, you know, the comedy club in Brooklyn, known as the Brooklyn the Comedy, comedy club. club. We'll be opening at the Brooklyn Comedy Club here in about three months' time. So look forward to that. Alex, quit judging Sheila. You're not funny either. Eh, it's, it's fine. I don't care. <laughs> oh my god, I don't even know what I was saying. But like, was that like just a really quick question? I, I love getting feedback. Was that just like an incoherent rant that I just did, or did that make sense in some ways? I thought it made sense. It made sense. Oh, perfect. Call Jinx on Sheila and get us a free Coke. (laughs) Jinx? You both said, I thought it sounded good. I thought it sounded good. I I don't even like Coke. She means, never mind. 
<laughs> Sheila now is no longer going to try her jokes after Alex <laughs> lambasted her for the one she tried to do. <laughs> I've, I've like, you know, we started off with the gigs and now I feel like I'm on the, te- I'm teetering. Like they could come back strong or they could just go away. <laughs> You say you started off on the gigs? Oh, with the giggles. With the giggles. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Gotcha. I heard the gigs and I just immediately went to music. Oh, by the way, Sheila, announcement right here. Don't know when I'm going to do it, but I totally forgot. Do you remember that song I wrote mm-hmm. back in like August for you? Mm-hmm. I never did that song, did I? No, I thought you just ended up not liking it. So. <laughs> no, no, no. I really liked it and I had that realization. Like Katie likes it too. She's nodding her head. Um, I totally forgot that I never recorded it. So I'm going to do that um, sometime this week or weekend because I, I really enjoyed that song. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, Sheila's never heard it. I'll do it. Yeah, I, I'm Wait, excited. you never played it for her? Uh-uh. I, I was just like, here's the lyrics. Oh. What do you think of the lyrics? Is it accurate or like... I think it reflects What's... Alex's experience and how he saw that time and those moments in life, which I thought was nice. Right? Like... What I've come to realize, Sheila, is like, uh, I'm like, oh, am I just like writing a song about myself? <laughs> but like using, using Sheila as like the, the, the crash test dummy for it. It was weird. Like that, that, was, that was this week when I was like, oh, I need to do that song. And then I was like reading the lyrics. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. I meant like it's, it's always interesting seeing how another person experienced a shared experience, right? Especially mm-hmm. if you never really talked about it. So, yeah. What are, what other skills are you using your quarantine time to develop? Nothing. Mainly music for me. Mm. I'm so boring. Or how, have, how have my songs been? Good. I like them. Hmm. What about you? I Weren't we... Yeah. Wasn't it you and I, Katie, that were going back and forth about, like, not we, we're doing nothing. We're just, like, yeah. baking and, like... <laughs> Eating, it's not nothing. Baking is not sleeping. nothing, you two. Come on. Well, but like, Al Pal needs his cookies. <laughs> but it's hard when, like, I can't share with other people besides Alex. Because, like, that's my we thing. Took, we, took, uh, we took the brownies to uh, my coworker. Yeah. Which I was, like, I was low-key scared about. Like, we walked the entire way. And I'm just like, I hope this doesn't, like, I hope we're not infected. It's been about. A week. I doubt at that time, because we had not done anything when we took them over to them, and mm-hmm. we haven't experienced symptoms that I think they were safe. Yeah. <laughs> Normally, people are talking about pop brownies. Today, they're talking about coronavirus brownies. <laughs> Sheila, it's, it's seven. Are they clapping? Oh. Oh, shoot. Listen for the clap. Hold on. Not the venereal disease. It might be too late. It's 701. Oh, do they only do it for like a little bit? It's only been a minute. Sorry, everyone. While uh, Sheila is looking at that, yeah. she's actually holding the puppy archer right now she can hear the claps ladies and gentlemen i know that you can't hear her voice very well but she is confirming she can hear the people clapping for the medical professionals that are attending to people right now in this trying and difficult time it's so interesting like i love like the little things like there's little things that humans do like i know everyone's like super pumped about like the italians just singing when things are like going so bad like this, if there's anything that I have taken away from this, like we're all the same, everyone. Yes, we have our ideologies and everything like that, but what we essentially want, we want to live. We want to be alive. That's, the, that's number one. We want our, our children to be alive and to thrive. 
whether that be economically, emotionally, whatever. And then number three is, is we want to give to people. I think generally speaking, a lot of people be like, oh, there's this selfish person who doesn't like want to give or whatever. Like I have never met a person. They may not give to me and they may not do charity the way that I would like them to do, but I've never met a person who's not charitable in some way or another, whether that be of their time, whether that be listening to someone who has like a serious issue, whether that be monetarily, whether that be, I can't even think. Is that, is that like the main ones that I just covered right there? Like everyone is charitable in, in their own way. That's like been my biggest realization since Kobe died. And I know that's annoying for everybody. Like Kobe's death really impacted me fairly significantly to not be a dick anymore. Even though I, I, I feel like when I got super passionate there, people will take it that way. Um, look for the people might not do it your way, but look for the way that they do it and celebrate the way that they do it. And support the way that they do it because it doesn't matter if they do it your way or not what matters is that they do it nike so (laughs) oh wait no that's just do it but like i've been so happy with all of the cool awesome human stories that we have seen Mm -hmm. over these last few months and that are continuing i hope that that continues after the coronavirus is like this long gone thing so yeah on that note, sorry, I didn't mean for you to stop. I just thought you were like on a roll to be like, and the next time we want to talk about it. And I feel like I have a very, oh, no, no, no. I have a very important contribution to make, which is have you heard, <laughs> have you heard the coronavirus rap song? I don't think so. Okay. Well, you should like edit it into the podcast after this, but one of is my, is it copyrighted? I don't know. I feel like an, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> So what's also awesome during this time is Katie no or uh, Sheila no longer cares about copyright law. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure they're shut down, so they can't copyright it. What? I'm just kidding. Like the however they copyright it, I'm sure it's like they too can't busy go through that process. Yeah, it's too busy. It's shut down. Yeah, they're so, all like, at home. So like it's not copyrighted yet. Yeah. So fun fact on copyright law: it does you don't have to like. So for example, I've never copyrighted any songs that I've written, but if anyone ever steals any of those, I could sue them for them. As long as I can prove that I created it first. I think that we must be thinking of trademarks. Yeah. That sounds accurate. Mm. Well. Sorry. The, the, um, the coronavirus rap song, which I will send to you and sincerely hope that you play it for your many listeners. Um, my favorite moment of, all, <laughs> I think, this whole thing so far is Aaron and I went and had our pleasant Trader Shows shopping experience in which there was only like 10 other, you know, there's not very many people in the store. Anyway, we walk out and some guy is driving by with his music blaring, like full volume. Like you could not have it be any longer. And it's the, it's the rap song of... Don't know what I'm going to do about this coronavirus. That's really a bad, a bad. Can you play the song? That was great. That was so great. (laughs) (laughs) Let me see if I can find it and send it to you. So do you like, um, what is it called? Croissants. I do. Love a good croissant. Where are you going? Have you ever tried the croissants from Trader Joe's? This is a great coronavirus question. If anybody is wanting it. Well, this is the thing. I was so looking forward to getting croissants in Paris because that's like the thing I love about Paris Mm. is their food, especially their croissants. I gained five pounds when I went there in high school because of the croissants, I swear. So anyways, our trip is canceled. Thankfully, we were refunded for everything. But now I'm like, man, I really want a croissant. Trader Joe's has really good frozen ones that you can, like, let rise 
overnight and then you bake them in the morning and they're just divine. So anyways, croissants. I have still waiting on the Louvre and the Versailles tour money to come back. How much were those? <laughs> not very much. But like I bought them all four tickets to both places. Oh. It's not that much money though. Can you please play this right now? Play it so I hear it? Yeah. Because I just need you to know how great this moment was when you're like walking out, you're just like walking home with your groceries, and like normally someone would be blasting music that you find very annoying, but it's like just some guy blasting this like amateur coronavirus rap song, and I was like, what world do we live in right now? This is... Is it pretty good? Uh, y- you know. Do right now. Thanks, Aaron just sent me the link. I got it. I found it. Sounds like, it look, starting off the video, they're drinking some juice, it looks like. It starts off a with a sneeze. <laughs> That's what was and playing right, now, right then. Am I right, watching the right thing? They're just talking about their... Oh, wait, oh, okay. what am here I goes, Here it goes, here it goes. It's coming, it's We're coming. Good. It started. GMAT Cash Coronavirus is the name of the song for those who are listening. Aaron, can you send that to Alex? I know this is riveting for everyone, so I'll try to do a great job. It's the part that played (laughs) on the street was move, bitch. You got coronavirus. That's the part. You're welcome. That's all he's saying over and over (laughs) again, doing spray bottles. It looks like he's playing NBA 2K. So that's good. Like, no joke. (laughs) Pretty sure that's NBA 2K playing in the background. (laughs) You should open up the podcast with this song. I should. Yeah. Like, like, you you don't like like the song I wrote? No, I just think it just, was I'm just okay. Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> this is All right, a, so this there's is only a, a minute left of the song. I just sent it to Alex. I think he's doing a. Thank you. I don't know why this guy. Oh, Aaron just sent us the video too. Mm-hmm. It starts off with the coughing though, which is like. So once again, this is GMAT Cash Coronavirus is the name of the song. He just did a little, uh, yeah, he's totally playing. He's back. He was playing NBA 2K. <laughs> <laughs> That's what And essentially, uh, for those listeners, my mother, uh, I, even though I've sworn multiple times throughout the podcast, essentially all he does is, bitch, coronavirus. <laughs> That's a, that, that seems to be the, uh, and the song's over. There we go. I don't, Sheila, no offense. I don't know if I'm going to make that the intro. Uh, I just gave at least 100 listens to it. <laughs> um, oh, sorry. I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to, at least a dozen listens to it. Um, but yeah, man. Any, any last thoughts that anyone has? Like, I'm sorry that I went on that rant for as long as I did, but it just, like, it was like one of those times where you just have your epiphany where, where we're all wrong and we're all right in a lot of different ways. And I, I personally feel like I have, once again, it was Kobe's death that changed a lot of this, but with all of this going on now too, there's been just a lot of epiphanies, thoughts, what's really important in life. For the most part, for the most part, you're wrong about what you think is important. Um, because if you were to ask me four years ago at this time, Alex, where do you see yourself four years from right now? I would have been so incorrect in my assumption and guess of where I was going to be, which is my, my point is like, 
we think we know what's going to happen in the future and we think we know things, but we don't. And that's fine. Like, I think, I think there's some sort of special human thing that, 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 that that's fine. Like, we can continue to be wrong, continue to be called out for the things that we get incorrect. Let's be nice when we're calling people out, Speci like, specifically and, and whatnot. Like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, sorry. Any last thoughts? Anyone else? Stay home. <laughs> and the next time that we have something that we want to talk about, we hope you give it a listen. Oh my gosh, that was great. Don't waste your time commenting. And from the looks of it, nobody ever really spent any time commenting. Do subscribe so that you can always get the new pieces as they come in. That's really all that I have because there's nothing else to say. Keep being better and looking forward to chatting with you next time. but I'm going to put the AirPod in his ear. He's, like, he's annoyed. He, he's annoyed. I'm going to stop. Actually, what he wants is to sit. He's just like, can I please lay back down? Please. <laughs> so cute. Oh, you made me stand for <sighs> 20 seconds after so all of this attention. That, could I get some Grey Poupon? <laughs> How are you guys doing? Huh?